Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, Abe corrects his hot take. Abe has some new equipment. Abe talks about Allen Iverson's birthday and his top moment. We got a lot of Abe for you. We also talk John Wall Monday mailbag featuring three Snapback fam members and a new little segment we're going to call Pick a Card. Snapback fam, new app. Let's get it. <laughs> What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement from Snapback Sports. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what's up, man? Do I sound like a mixture of... <clears throat> wow. <laughs> wow. I should clear my throat. But do I sound like a mixture of Fergie and Jesus right now? I am coming to you live from... God knows what type of a computer I just acquired, but Snapback fam, I am going to start sounding amazing. I got this sexy new computer um, because Jack... There's no better feeling than getting a new Apple product and ripping that Oh wax my God, off. it's so oh satisfying. My... Dude, and the, the unboxing, it just fits so, so my old computer, yeah. my old computer I got in like 2012, 2013, and I haven't gotten a new Apple product, like a laptop in that long, so I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Bro, this thing is the hottest girl. You got gr- the touch bar. Bro, this thing, got- this thing is the closest thing to a hot girl I've seen all quarantine. <laughs> like, this thing is sleek, sexy, but, I mean, we have this old pup right here. Yeah. The 2013 MacBook Pro. Um, R.I.P. 2013 It gave me some MacBook of the best Pro. years of my life. Um, I'm going to delete everything on here so, <laughs> for various reasons. Um, but I just don't want it to go unnoticed how reliable this product was for the past eight years of my life and that being said i think it's only proper that we send it to the rafters send it to the rafters abe r.i.p to the old macbook pro that we did the entire year one podcast on (laughs) abe's you can't see him because it's a podcast but he's lifting his mac to the rafters abe i don't know how you sound right now i hope it sounds I hope it sounds good. All right, we're done with the rafters. Let's get into it. If you posted your first ever Instagram TV, that was exciting for the people. Uh, and then it completely backfired. Dude. So now, welcome to the world Dude. of social media. Dude, 
So if you guys Abe, don't oh, follow no, no. Abe on Instagram, it's at Abe Granoff. Correct. Two Fs on the end. And what we what, so <clears throat> you guys know we're taking this pod to another level. So I told Abe we got to get posting on your Instagram. Let's get your takes out there. So I make him a little social clip Bad idea. and then take it away. Bad idea. So <laughs> explain what the take was. So wait, first off, you would think that after a year of doing this podcast, the listeners would understand my sense of humor and where I come from. But here I am with a ML a take on the MLB that essentially, long story short, you can go to my Instagram to hear the full thing, but I essentially canceled the sport of baseball. Um, <laughs> and I posted this video thinking that everyone would understand the humor behind it. Dude, I got absolutely ripped apart in the comment section. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Do you realize that baseball is America's pet? Yes, I do. Hot dogs, apple pie, baseball. Like I get what America was built on. I didn't actually mean that the MLB was just going to cease to exist. That, I feel like you did, though. A little bit. That being said, <laughs> if there's no season this year and there's a strike next year, people in the comments are going to start sweating. <laughs> so you're doubling down. I'm not doubling down. That being said, uh, what we do on this podcast is we break news, right? Whenever we are handed breaking news, we want to inform you guys. And I was handed a little news yesterday in regards to baseball. So he who shall not be named, um, he works at Fox Sports. Oh, maybe. You're exposing him. Yeah, You're no, maybe, exposing. Bleep, maybe bleep that out. I don't know. I don't want to get him fired. Um, that was a bad idea. Um, he told me that a little birdie told him within the office, maybe by the water machine, catching up on the weekend, that the MLB plans to announce either tomorrow or in the early week. So we're recording Sunday. So, so today you mean on Monday. So when you're today listening. when okay. you're listening or Tuesday, Wednesday, apparently the MLB is going to announce that they're going forward with an 82 game season. Um, I am just reporting. Okay, so don't <laughs> don't shoot the messenger here. I'm just saying that is what I have been told that the MLB will announce an 82 game season. If so. That take hasn't really aged well. Um, I still don't see it happening. I'm still standing firm on my take. But that's what I was told. If it happens, you can credit me. If it doesn't happen, I'm just the messenger. So, I find it very hard to believe we can be at a point where on Thursday the conversation was both proposals from all sides are rejected, no one's making a counter, to four days later not even hearing a peep out of either side Besides our boy, Jack Flaherty, he is going off online. He's pissed. Yeah. He just wants to play baseball, which I fully How support. come in four days I've managed to go from baseball is canceled to play ball? <laughs> but I don't see how it could just resume. Oh, no. Um, that. I actually looked at this person when they told me about this and said, this is a crock of shit. But um, uh, if it happens, you're welcome. All right. So it is today, June 7th. 2020 and is Allen Iverson's 45th birthday. AI is a great proponent of the game of basketball. I feel like he's like the OG that everyone loves. Well, he Obviously, changed the entire de- culture of the NBA. Well, he definitely changed the culture, but you see a lot of people post NBA career. Pippen, for example, he's like picking between MJ and LeBron. He's saying stuff all over the place. Shaq and Kenny, like they all, they'll hate on the, they'll hate on the new game. They'll talk about it in this, and it is their job as analysts. We do that as well. Allen Iverson just loves hoopers. He loves people. He's like He's always hugging someone. Always hugging someone. It's amazing. So Allen Iverson, that's like my favorite thing about him post-career. But 
obviously for you it hits way deeper to home. What is your favorite Allen Iverson moment? Yeah, so I grew up in the AI days. I had season tickets to the Sixers, section 110, row 13. Uh, remember it was like it was yesterday. I had season tickets when we went to the finals and in 01, saw everything. If we're talking about specific memory, you're going to say I'm BSing, but I very vividly remember the step over sitting right in front of my television. And I actually, we had a pool out back. And when we won that game one, I actually went skinny dipping in that pool as a six-year-old. Um, good parenting, right? And then, but another memory I have is a Sunday afternoon game against the Washington Wizards I was at. Uh, we were down one or something with a few seconds left. AI steals the inbound at half court, goes the length of the floor, lays it in, buzzer beater. Um, it was just a regular season game, but I was there. I'll never forget it. But Allen Iverson was everything. Was that like when Jordan was on the Wizards? Yeah, yeah, it had to have been. Okay. Um, but Allen Iverson was everything to me. He was. I started watching basketball around that time, and I was a diehard Sixers fan. People don't realize that Allen Iverson probably took the worst team in NBA history to the NBA Finals. Like we <laughs> right, had like Aaron. LeBron gets all the love for that Cavs team, and well, that he Cavs team, it. that Cavs team was different because that Cavs team that he had in the Finals wasn't the team he brought there because Kevin Love and Kyrie got hurt. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking. Oh, 03 the 07 team. Versus, yeah, 07. My bad. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, that's so, probably no, no, up but there. But that's what's crazy is they say LeBron's the greatest. I say the second greatest. And they always point to the 07 team, but that Allen Iverson okay, team. Okay, that Allen Iverson was, team, you had Aaron McKee, who was the sixth man. Eric that Snow. Team. Eric Snow, who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> um, Dikembe Mutombo, still a great defensive player at the time, but was out of his prime. But other than that, you got guys like Tyrone Hill, George Lynch. Like You have no idea who any of these names I've are. I've never heard exactly. of any of those. That was our Do you have line. any clue what that path was for them? Like. The only thing I've seen recently, which happened, I forget to who we played in the my, first round, but I was there. I'm pretty sure you guys beat the Bucks in the, the conference finals, and we went. Did seven, some Fugazi stuff happen? No, we went seven. All right, so I forget who we played in the first round, but we went seven with with Toronto in the in the semifinals. And oh, that's when that's when it was Vince uh, Carter who, and AI. He misses the shot. Yeah, Vince Carter. Yeah. So I was watching a thirty for was thirty it game on Vince. Seven? Yeah, it was game seven. Vince flies to Duke to graduate. And oh, like yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine a game seven nowadays if your players flying across the country to get a grant like come on game three and four of the NBA finals and your players in WWE. Right, right, exactly. That just wouldn't fly anymore. So Vince flies, he misses the buzzer beater to win, and then that series you play the was box. that series was so crazy because it was AI and Vince Carter just going back and forth, literally just playing one-on-one, because that's all Allen Iverson can do. And I guess for Vince Carter, <laughs> it was more of an ego thing. Like, all right, he's not showing me up. But it was just like, they both went for 41 game. That series was unreal. Then we handled the Bucks. I think that series went seven also, actually. Yeah, someone said that there was, like, some bad refereeing or it was rigged or something. I was at, yeah, it, the Bucks series definitely went seven because I was at that game seven. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have a purple ray allen bucks jersey in my closet right now <laughs> i don't know why but um yeah though that playoff run was unbelievable even though we knew we didn't stand a chance against kobe and Shaq. after was we, that the 15 and one that was kobe the, that, Shaq? that was the 15 and, and so one. that's the one game that they lost game one that. of the nba finals to allen iverson and the funky bunch but no <laughs> allen iverson was the reason i fell in love in basketball we said this when kobe died it was ai and kobe for me personally um and, I mean, AI is just – he's the GOAT. 
I had the pumps and everything. He's the pound everyone, for pound everyone, goat. Every- How do you feel about that statement that people always like to talk about him? I mean, it's He's fair. He's the pound he was, for pound yeah, goat. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. fair. He was f- he was listed at six foot, but the guy was 5'10", 150 pounds soaking wet. Like, <laughs> and the interesting part is that people like lament him as – lament's not the right word. People consider him a, a point guard essentially, but he really was a shooting guard, which is weird because he, he, didn't, he wasn't really loading up on the assist, but he was just – cooking you and i mean we all know that yeah. the mj cross and Allen iverson's rookie year all right so on to another point guard john wall speaking of breaking news because that's what we do here uh i have i'm not gonna mention or throw anyone under the bus yeah, don't like say any try to don't say any companies <laughs> but so here's the deal that i found out about john wall so we talked about it last thursday how the Wizards talked about bringing back John Wall. Would it be worth it? We kind of agreed no, because they still have to make up two games on the Magic. We agreed on that? The Ma- I mean, you think they should bring back John Wall? I just love watching him play. Me too, me too. But it just doesn't seem like worth the risk. And on the flip side, if he doesn't play, he then has to sit out for two consecutive years without playing competitive basketball, which is a very long time to not you know be on the court. So I was talking to my someone and the word on John Wall, and the reason we're talking about John Wall is because our beautiful Canadian producer, Dolphinson, uh, pulled up a meme that said, John Wall has played in zero games over the past two years and made $79 That's million. That's not a meme. That's just that, true. Right. That's just a fact. That's, That's not a, a fact. <laughs> Which is pretty insane. So what's the deal with John Wall? Could they bring him back and let him play 10 to 15 minutes? Because he said he is, you know, working towards ready. It's all dependent on the He said he's 110% doctors. healthy. Exactly. So the question is, you're not going to throw him out there and let him play 30 minutes a game. But if you want him to be, you know, back, get back into things, it makes sense to play him a little. So John Wall right now is sitting on the $38 million contract. He's getting paid $500,000 every time he watches the Wizards play a game, which is insane. Which, I mean... It's the wizard, so <laughs> so it's not easy the, to do the, to watch them. So the situation is this: the wizards <laughs> are currently not paying his contract. His contract is fully backed by an insurance policy. So when you sign uh, these guys okay. to max contracts, the insurance policy can do that. The situation is Wall has to sit out X amount of games for the insurance company to pay the contract. So right now, what they have to do is figure out the Wizards internally with the insurance company and say, like, if Wall comes back in place, are the Wizards then on the book? It's still hitting the cap regardless, Mm -hmm. but it's really just like who's paying it, the insurance or the Wizards. Are the Wizards then on the books because he didn't miss the entirety of the season when he obviously would have if the season hadn't been extended? So under that scenario, if the Wizards figure it out and say the insurance company is, you know, they have to f- fulfill his contract through the rest of the season, yeah, why not bring him back for 10 to 15 minutes a game and work him back into things? If he is 110% healthy, then up to 20 if they happen again to the first round. I think we can all agree they're not getting past the Bucks, but that's kind of my uh, inside so I, I didn't know any of this. You, you just broke that news to me, but this to me sounds – Again, like the love of the game versus billionaire owners, right? Because the billionaire owners, the Wizards owners are going to probably try and keep John Wall on the sideline because they're thinking what you're thinking. We're not getting past the Bucks, but John Wall and and probably Scott Brooks and the coaching staff are going to want to play him. 
just to like see what they can do and make some noise. Right, because it doesn't affect Wall. It doesn't affect the player, the, the players, the team. Because Wall's getting his thirty-eight million this year, regardless. It just matters whose pockets coming out of. And I'm not saying that the Wizards are going to try to keep him off the floor. I'm just saying the Wizards are trying to figure out who owes what, so they're working through that process. And you know, is it worth? Is it worth? The Wizards, $500,000 out of their own pockets to pay John Wall to play 10 minutes a game for eight games. I mean, that's $4 million that they could save and just say, we'll see you next season. What message are you sending to the fan base where there's all these rumors about Brad Beal being traded and the Wizards blowing it up? If you have John Wall going out in public and saying he's ready to go, he's ready to play, and and the owner still won't play him, it sounds like it's it's There's no doubt if this is all accurate and factual and it does turn out we don't we don't lie on this podcast (laughs) and it does turn out the wizards have it's in it's about the wizards paying wall and they decide to sit him and not let him play that is a ticking time bomb of john wall saying these guys won't let me play because and exposing them and that could literally blow up all of the wizards plans so but we'll see people talk about people talk about how john wall has been sitting just cashing checks while he's not playing but this reminded me specifically about one person. If you had to guess how much money Sam Bradford has made in his career, what would you say? It Sam is why. So he was the number one pick, was he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was number Oklahoma. one Oklahoma. Jesus, Sam Bradford was the number one. <laughs> yeah. What do these scouts get paid for? I don't know. It's quite confusing. Uh, all right, if I had to guess Bradford's uh, net salary, right, over mm-hmm. the course of his career, I, I'm pretty sure it's like, I know it's over a hundred million dollars, but is it two? I'm gonna go one forty, one hundred forty million dollars. What is it? Pretty solid. One thirty. <laughs> Sam Bradford. Okay, I'll take Sam that. Bradford has collected one hundred and thirty million dollars in the NFL by playing eighty three games, throwing a hundred and three touchdowns, throwing sixty one interceptions, and having a record of thirty four forty eight and one. Oof. All right, worst contracts ever. I'll keep topping that Matt Flynn I mean the dude played one singular regular season game he throws five touchdowns and then the Seahawks give him like 40 or 50 million dollars I'll top that that. Jimmy Garoppolo no stop stop Jimmy G is your typical overpaid franchise quarterback but it's it's right you just said overpaid it's rightfully so though okay I'll top that I'll top that <laughs> Carson Wentz. Whoa! Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's some other ones. If you guys are listening to this Any part of the pod, ever. yeah, that's definitely true. Except Austin Eckler, DM us on Instagram. The worst contracts. I know there was a year where Rashard Lewis, like not in his prime, like late in his career, where he was being, he was like the highest. Paid I wonder how many of these guys the go into their like negotiations or whatever, and they just come back and they're just like, yeah, I mean, we totally overplayed our hand. Uh, um, all right before we get to monday mailbag which is fine if you overplay your hand that's totally acceptable in business yeah yeah and sometimes you win sometimes sometimes one side walks away and that's fine but then it gets a little personal i i I feel that um before we get a monday mailbag connor mcgregor announces he's retiring you buying or selling the sun came up today like (laughs) connor mcgregor retiring is like i saw it on twitter is like brett Favre retiring yeah, like I give me I give me a year or two of him actually not fighting, and then maybe I'll buy. 
But it was such a weird post to retire on. It almost looked like he was like hacked by his like thirteen year old cousin. This is who somehow going to gonna turn back. into a a proper twelve like promotion. Right, and you can only use the retirement as a marketing scheme so many times. Like, give it a rest. I mean, right. it'll Monday... probably work every time. Yeah, it'll definitely work because we're all talking about it. Uh, Monday mailbag. So to get your questions answered for Monday on Sunday, text. So right now, if you're listening, just to get on our text list and into our text group, text pod or podcast to 917-905-9069. So every Sunday, I'm going to send you guys a text that says it's Monday mailbag. Send in your questions and you'll have your chance to get your question answered on the podcast. So that number is 917 917- nine zero five nine zero six nine and make sure to text the word pod or podcast so first question of monday mailbag is from luke don't even try it (laughs) don't even try it luke stefank i'm not i'm not i'm not not swinging at that okay Luke, luke let me know luke send me a voice memo of how to pronounce your name please uh, his question is, if you had to pick a current quarterback today to lead a game-winning drive today, who would you pick and why? I'll bat leadoff. Um, okay. I'm going Tom Brady, um, and my only explanation is he's Tom fucking Brady. <laughs> so he's done it before. Like, I'm, I'll take my chances with – even though he's 40, even though he's 75 years old, I'll take my chances because when the Eagles kicked a field goal and went up eight in the Super Bowl – they had no timeouts. There was a minute left, and they still had to go down the field. The Patriots score a touchdown and get the two-point conversion, and they started at, like, their own 15, and at no point did I feel safe. At no point <laughs> did I feel safe. Even when the Eagles recovered the – or which, which when they, is that? So, so we had the forced yeah. fumble. Then, then we you then we, back. No, no, we had the forced fumble. We, we got the ball at, like, the 40, didn't gain much yardage, kicked a field goal. We were at a five-point lead. If we scored a touchdown, we would have put it away. Went up eight. Then they get the ball back. And even on that Hail Mary, I didn't trust it. Yeah. It was close Hail Mary. It was a close Hail Mary. I, I, I don't I like black, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, all right. My answer to who would I pick to lead a game winning drive today kind of hurts me to say this, but it is Patrick Mahomes. I have a question really... before you explain. Yeah. Like, do you feel It's unfortunate. Do you yes, feel animosity? Un- like I loathe Patrick Mahomes. It's loathe mean hate or love. You loathe? That's that's hate. I'm just bad with words today. I love Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. And I, I loathe Lamar Jackson. And Okay. Like, do you feel like do you loathe Patrick Mahomes because he's like I mean, you'll call him a rival, but I'm not considering it a rivalry. The the Mahomes Lamar, Chiefs Ravens, like you might call it a rivalry, but I'm not because Patrick Mahomes is just that much more dominant. Like, Patrick Mahomes is so far and beyond better than every other quarterback in the NFL, and I feel like you aren't really accepting that just because you have Lamar. So, I think, you know, I try not – I don't hate him by any stretch, and I recognize his greatness, but there is, like, I want Lamar to be better than Mahomes. You can't deny that. I'm a Ravens fan. Keep it's dreaming. just naturally what it – Huh? Keep dreaming. So, no, I I don't loathe him. It's just it's a competition. It's a healthy competition. It I hope it turns into a Brady Manning thing, and I hope we're not Manning. I hope we're Brady, and I hope he's Manning, where he's an excellent quarterback for twenty years, but we win the rings, and you can talk about system. Did whatever, I ever? Did I ever? We have six. 
give you my Peyton Manning take that he actually has no Super Bowl rings. Why? Because the Bears team he beat was like the worst team ever. And Rex Grossman was playing quarterback. And the Denver team, the defense just carried him. So I kind of think Peyton Manning has no rings. Okay, that's fine. So to answer the question, I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Big, big time reasoning is because he literally did it this year. So recency bias says he did it on the biggest stage against one of the top defenses in the league. He is the weapons. Let's see what he does when he gets paid. Yeah, That's I mean, I, I, you can't really argue against either of our answers. Mine is Tom Brady, simple because it's Tom Brady. And yours is Patrick yeah. Mahomes, simple because it's Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Like you can't argue. Very good option. Yeah. Any, any, all right. So who would the third pick be? Russ. You would go Russ. Russ. Okay, that's, that's definitely a fair pick. All right, who would the fourth pick be? That's probably where it gets interesting. I'm you not. You wouldn't going... pick Rodgers. Uh, okay, Aaron Rodgers. I would pick. Well, I think I'd pick Breeze, but we're not going to talk about him today. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would probably. I'm very low on Aaron Rodgers, except when it gets to late game and he has nothing to lose, and he starts throwing down the field. That's when his talent oozes out of his body. Uh, he, he yeah, it could that. be Rodgers because he just creates something out of nothing every time yeah yeah. Uh, but I look at a guy like Russ who just will powered that Seahawks team to the playoffs last year um and then Jadavian Clowney did the rest in the first round but (laughs) I would I would go Russ before Rodgers I think Russ is the hmm. I think Russ is the second I'm done with the disrespect I think I think Russ we're moving I think Russ is the second best quarterback in the NFL all right, keep keep doing that. Uh, next That's question fair. is from from Lucas Knight. Who do you think has a better chance at the Heisman Trophy this year, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? You can go first because I know you think T. Law is already a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is the greatest NFL quarterback of all time. I've been saying that for like two years now. I think he's going to be a complete stud at the next level. If you are the Jacksonville Jaguars, if you even try to win a quarter this year, not even a game, if you try to win a quarter, you're an idiot because this guy could literally flip your franchise on its head. You would have him on a rookie deal, and you could build a roster around him. If you're the Jags, just like put Minshew on the bench, put – Sign Nathan Peterman. What do you mean put Minshew on the bench? Put Minshew on the field. I'm not on nah, Minshew. Minshew's mania. good. Minshew's good. Minshew's good. He actually makes a lot of plays. You would be surprised. Do a one minute breakdown on him, huh? I will, but I would put Nathan Peterman on the field and assure an 0 6 team record. Get the freaking guy, Lawrence. So, yes, my answer is Trevor Lawrence. My second, I don't consider Justin Fields the number two. That's going to be Sam Ellinger from Texas. So We have a little who's... bet, as a matter of fact. I think that was behind the scenes, so we might as well put it on air so we can yeah. be held accountable. Jack yeah, Eagleson, mark this down for uh, about, uh, I don't know, 10 months from now when Sam Ellinger's in New York. 10 months, dude. Good math. I don't know. Uh, what is it? It's in, like, January. It's, like, okay, six months. Seven months. Seven months. Seven months. Um, yeah, what did we, me and Jack bet? I have it written in my phone. I'll find later. $100. $100 says Sam Ellinger, Ellinger, whatever you want to call him, is in New York as a Heisman finalist. That's correct. And I, I think we doubled down. I think we doubled down. You want to triple down right now? I'm down to triple down. $300 on live air. Shake? Air shake. All right, air shake. $300 says Sam E is in New York as a Heisman finalist. To answer Lucas's question, Abe, Fields or Lawrence? I'm going Fields because he's way more of a dual threat than Trevor Lawrence. He can put up more numbers. We've seen that in the past with guys like Kyler, who won the Heisman, Baker, who won the Heisman, Lamar, who won the Heisman. Like 
It's all it's a numbers game. The more touch Baker. Baker's not a He was dual he was threat. a dual threat in college. Bro, don't make me expose. My point you. is my point is <laughs> my point is that a lot of the time it's it's a numbers game, right? And Justin Fields has the ability to put up more numbers because he does it on the ground way more than T Law and he can throw and um whatchamacallit? Clemson's offense. Travis Etienne's coming back for the 14th year, so he's going to be a big part of their offense. For that reason, I'm going Fields. Justin Fields had 41 touchdowns last year and three interceptions. And he was committed to Penn State originally. How about that? Was he? So he committed to Penn State, um, decommitted because someone smacked some sense into him, then committed to Georgia, somehow lost the job to Jake Fromm. which is a whole other story in itself, and then went to Ohio State. So just another example of Penn State getting cupped by Ohio State. (laughs) Um, So last season, Justin Fields had 137 rush attempts for 484 yards, and Trevor Lawrence had 106 for 500 yards. So now understanding that, would you like to change your prediction? (laughs) No, I would not. Okay, just wanna and and I'm gonna pull up the Baker Mayfield uh, sure dual threat stats because that was just absolutely hysterical. Baker yeah, wasn't I'm, a running quarterback in college. I mean, I no. What, well, now that I have you? this spaceship of a computer, Baker Mayfield. Okay, all right. Baker Mayfield in his senior year, 97 carries for 311. It, it, he's a scrambler. He's not a runner. Okay. Um, Fields is a runner. All right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Eagleson's writing in the chat, Tua. Tua's not a runner either, and he's never going to run again. Um, all right, next question. Last question Wait, of Monday Mail. Eagleson's saying Tua has a chance at the Heisman? Eagleson is saying... Oh, Tua won the Heisman as a dual threat. Yes, got it. I kind of like but this game. But he's not really... He's not Imagine really Eagleson a... just writes stuff in the chat. Eagleson, don't <laughs> pop up on my screen right now. He just writes <laughs> stuff in the chat, and we have to insinuate what he's trying to say. <laughs> He's a Dolphins fan, so obviously he's pushing to it. All right, last question of Monday Mailbag is from Brett Colander. Colander. That's Colander. Colander. All right, who is your guys' favorite athlete in football and basketball? Not the best one, but the one you enjoy watching the most. Preferably one from not your favorite team. All right, let's start on the hardwood. Abe? Russell Westbrook. Ooh, okay. There's probably a million other... love to hate on him. Russell Westbrook or James Harden. No, I'm not a Russell Westbrook hater. (laughs) You're the biggest hater. Um, You just got to respect him. The fact that he goes 150 miles an hour and is always giving his all, whether it hurts his team in the long run or not, is a whole different story. But I respect his, his effort. Uh, he never he never cheats you if you go to go to a game. Like He's always giving it 150%. It's pretty funny watching him sprint up and down the court either throw it down or either throw it as hard as he can off the backboard from like 12 feet. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I've always liked Russ. I love his effort. I'm going with Russ. So I'm going to go Chris Paul. That's obviously my favorite player, but he's my favorite player because I love the fact that he doesn't have that athleticism and he's still just like so smart and creative. And you can see his veteran moves out there on the court. I'll give a shout out. I think when he's on, and I'm talking like on, on, and I think I it's think I know I what just, you're gonna say, and I'm gonna agree. I don't think you have any clue, actually. Um, so you can you can guess when he's on. Yeah, there is nothing prettier than watching Clay Thompson play basketball. 
Okay, that's that. That's a perfect example. That's not who I was going with. Um, Even though I'm he doesn't actually... know how to dribble a basketball, something <laughs> yeah. about it when Clay Thompson is on is just like almost sexually it's attractive. <laughs> it's it's very attractive. I'm gonna go with Donovan Mitchell Ugh. when Spider is on and hitting threes, and the whole game is open for him, and he gets into the lane. He can dunk on anyone. I he love can shoot watching. Over Sp- I love watching Spider Mitchell drop thirty on twenty-four shots. Right, exactly. And I'm saying when he drops forty on thirty-one shots. shots on twenty-two shots, that's when he's super fun. Does he ever do that? Rarely, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He's so fun to watch. I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna throw another person in there who I like to watch. He yeah. goes by the name of LeBron James. Okay, LeBron's fun. I almost forgot. All right, in football, uh, I'll start. I'm going Lamar. I know I picked, you know, from my favorite team, but this season there's never in my life in any sport, in really anything, where I've had more fun watching a player play his sport than watching Lamar on Sundays. Every single possession was just electric. It was exciting. It was just it was just fun. It's what it reminded me like I don't think people understand. The Ravens have been super successful over the past 10 years, over my <laughs> lifetime. Playoffs, always in the playoffs, <laughs> Super Bowls, Wait a second. AFC Championships. Always in but, the playoffs? Yeah, always in the playoffs. We missed for like two or three years. Ravens. But that's... How many Ravens playoffs? Since, since Flacco... Wasn't we, last year the first playoff in like three years for you guys? No, it's back-to-back years. Oh, yeah, we back-to-back missed, missed, lost wildcard yeah. rounds. Oh, before that, yeah. you missed... We missed three in a row. Wait a second. What? <laughs> You missed four of four of five before that. Right, right. But even in those years, we lost one on the goal line to Antonio Brown reaching across. Like every, we lost the, the Dalton pass that got the Bills in, etc. So we've been competitive through Week 17. Um, point is, as exciting and good that we had been, it was never fun to be a Ravens fan. It's just grueling. It's like oh, always it's not comes fun down to be a fan to the of end. That's not true. I had so much fun this year rooting for the Ravens. So Lamar Jackson, the baby goat, that's my favorite. Yeah, guy that was an easy football. pick. Um, not really that fun. You chose a player from your favorite team. I'm going to choose a player from one of my pick, le- pick pick a pick a player from your favorite from the Eagles that you'd like to watch. I hate <laughs> I hate them point. all. I hate them all. That's my. I mean, point. Malcolm was my guy. Like right. the way he energizes the entire team. Right. You like Dawkins, but Dawkins. you don't have that right now. Well, I don't have one of the most explosive players, but like Miles That's Sanders my is electric to watch. Um, Nelson Aguilar was funny to watch. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to pick a player from one of my least favorite teams. I'm going to go Saquon Barkley because okay. I watched him all throughout college. I was there with him, and I was telling all my friends um, this Saquon Barkley kid, like, you've got to remember his name. He's going to be one of the best running backs ever. And he was electric to watch in college. You can't bring him down. And now watching him have success for the Giants in the NFL has been amazing to see. Not only because the Giants suck, but because he's playing so well for them that he's inevitably going to get paid by them and have a crazy running back contract. So, I mean, he's fun to watch. The Giants suck. He's going to get paid. It's literally a perfect, perfect recipe. Like, I'll give you an example for everyone listening. Even I went to a Thursday night game at MetLife, Eagles-Giants, two years ago. I think the Eagles probably won by three touchdowns, mm-hmm. and Saquon was the 
best player on the field, most exciting, had like an 80-yard run, 150 yards, and it was like the perfect storm. And they, of, and like, they never stood a chance once in the game. Right. It was never even remotely close. So I guess that makes sense for you. Um, all right. New segment. And the last thing we're going to do on today's episode, guys, make sure you subscribe to the pod on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, hit that follow button. And then do us a favor. Do us a huge favor. If you guys all tell one friend, hey, check out the pod. Two or three we friends. Can, yeah, two or three. Ten, you know, we'll 20. start to grow that way. That's how we're going to grow. We're taking this pod to the next level. You guys know that. Oh, so, I was thinking the other day, and you know how, like, you've been posting on your story, like, you're, you'll know you made it or snapback will made it when an NFL player is wearing your cleats? Yeah. I think I decided that I, my, I know we'll make it, and I know we're big time. I want to host a Super Bowl party. Host a like Super Bowl a party. A Super Bowl party brought to you by Snapback Sports. Like, and the fam and the listeners are there? Yeah, and like celebrities and shit like that. Like, you see, like, the the um, uh, Fanatics party. Like, it's always a big deal at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I want to throw a party. And essentially, I want it to be Project X. If you All haven't right, seen I'm, that movie, go watch it. Because I'm down as a middle schooler or high schooler, whenever we watch that movie, it was just like, whoa, this party. <laughs> All right, last segment, new segment, pick a card. So you guys know I've been all in the sports cards uh, thing, but we're going to use sports cards as kind of just a way to set the stage. So LeBron James rookie card, PSA 10, which means it's in perfect condition, 2003. His card, and this one's interesting, goes for about $2,600. His Chrome rookie goes for about eight k okay? Giannis's PSA 10, perfect condition, rookie card, Goes for twenty two hundred dollars. So twenty two hundred versus twenty six hundred. You can't always draw parallels between the two, but I do find it a little interesting that LeBron's cards are only four hundred dollars more his rookie cards when he has three titles and etc. The market does like young players with potential. Giannis probably going to get a second MVP. All I'm saying is let's have a discussion. The best player in the league today is. Abe? Jack? I'm going to go with Giannis. I think people don't understand what, like, how good this guy is. I think he could go down as the greatest player of all time. I think, without a doubt, this is their season to win the championship. They're going to be the best team in the East. If they play the Lakers, they will beat the Lakers in the NBA Finals. If they play the Clippers, that's a different discussion. But I think they're the best team in the East. They would handle Boston with ease. The Sixers are the best challenge for them. But I think without home court, I think the Bucks can take them down in six games. Middleton was a huge, actually, problem for them in the playoffs. He's going to take a step forward. Their team is really well built. It's a built like a championship team. I'm talking more about the Bucks. Point is, Giannis. Giannis is nasty. And I don't get how – this is why I bring this up is because we had a conversation and you said it's crazy to say that Giannis is the best player in the league when he's literally going to be a back-to-back MVP and have the best record in the league without anyone that great on his roster. So let's hear the rebuttal. You're so stupid Why ignorant because why? all you do is let your – dude, I don't think LeBron's a uh, – I'm not a LeBron hater. I think he's the second best of all time. You literally epitomize what a LeBron hater is. We, this isn't this, this isn't hate on LeBron. The dude's in year 17. He's 34 years old. And look at he's what he's doing. Prime. Yeah, he's excellent. He leads his team in assists. 
But that doesn't mean that he's the best player in the league. He's not. He, there is a legitimate argument that he is not the best player on his team. A legitimate argument that he is not. Anthony Davis is a better defender. He than is him, averaging 26 points, 11 yes. assists, 8 rebounds, and is far and beyond the smartest player in the NBA. Yes. That's smart. Okay. With all of his experience. How many minutes a game? 34. 35.9. Okay. And Giannis is playing 31. Giannis has... is the most dominant player in the NBA. Okay. So explain to me the difference. LeBron then. James is the best player in the NBA because you add up all of his experience. Mm hmm. You want him on your team in what month is it now? I guess playoffs are <laughs> July, August, <laughs> September, October. Yeah. I just I, I don't understand when LeBron James stopped being good. He who said he stopped being you? good? He's second in the league in MVP voting. So in your mind, if LeBron if 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 he's not the best player on his team, right? If Giannis I'm not is, saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there is a legitimate argument that Anthony Davis, who is a better defender, who's scoring more points a game and rebounding the ball at a higher rate, is better than LeBron James this year. There is an argument for it. I would side with LeBron James because, like all those things you said, AD's never done it by himself. He doesn't have the accolades and all of that stuff. But there is an argument. So then, you know why LeBron it, James is the best player in the world still? Yeah. Because if you gave me one game for everything, I would pick him before Giannis. You would pick LeBron James, yes. a guy who's like a perennial loser in big time games. We're done with this segment. No question. All right, serious question because this is like LeBron fans' favorite shit to do, and you specifically. Oh, if you swap MJ with LeBron in this situation, oh, if you're six no and oh, six and oh, six all right, and oh. All right, question. Put LeBron James on the Bucks. You think they have sixty wins? Probably not. Okay, explain how that could work. Because Giannis LeBron's... is the most dominant player in the NBA, but when it comes down to it with his IQ and everything, Giannis really cares about the regular season, the MVP award, getting to 65, ah, 70 wins. LeBron... There it is. There it is. <laughs> LeBron doesn't care. I knew we could get it out of him. But... LeBron James does not care about the regular season. But when LeBron James and the Lakers beat the Bucks at home, oh, it's LeBron's league. Crown me. It is. So which is it? LeBron Giannis isn't even the second best player in the NBA. Oh, okay. Who is? Kawhi. And if you say James Har Kawhi is? Kawhi is the second best player in the NBA. Uh, interesting. Okay. All right. All right. I'm glad we landed on that. So regular season, Giannis cares, LeBron doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's so convenient for LeBron fans. <laughs> that is so convenient. So, so when... I just want I need to get the list of arguments out so when it comes around and now that we have Eagleson on our team he can mark this stuff down. So asterisks on this season yes or no? Um if anyone but the Sixers and Lakers win, yes. Okay. Uh the East is easier than the West, right? No. No? No. So to get through the East it's harder to get through the West this year. Wait, say that again. To get through the East It's the Eastern Conference is better. Is better than the West. Yes. Okay, so hypothetically, if the Bucks made the finals, that would be a more impressive feat than the Lakers. Oh no, the no, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yes, got... I do. I do think that. I think. That. Okay. Um, and then if the Bucks beat the Lakers in the finals, that's because the Lakers didn't have a chance to play at Staples, right? I got to see how it goes down. Okay. All right. Just, just got to get all because those it's like it's like in order. Like four years ago, or whatever, or five years ago, you could have said. 
so what's the excuse if the Cavs lose to the Warriors? And right. I would be like, I got to see what happens. And it came the time, and Kyrie and Kevin Love were out, and I could easily right, throw right. that out. Injury, yeah, injuries, yeah, that'll, that'll be a good way. So you're going LeBron James. Like if Danny Green than, gets corona. Right. So you're going LeBron James is better than Giannis today because he's smarter. Because he's LeBron James. Mm, that's not a good enough argument for me. Well, well, I don't give a shit. Well, you have to propose an argument to the people listening. The reason LeBron James is the best player in the NBA still is because fate of the line, one game for all the marbles, give me LeBron James. But, okay, that's your personal pick. And your personal pick is that Giannis is. But I'm giving you reasons why. He scores more points than me, rebounds, he's more dominant, he draws. Okay, but... You act like LeBron is not putting up good numbers. Sometimes I'm not. But I'm you, not. But, but Giannis's are better. Giannis's are better. And James Harden is averaging more points than Giannis. What's but, your point? My point is overall, full scope, Giannis is a better defender. Giannis averages more points per game. Correct. He averages way more rebounds per game. He averages a few less assists, but also he plays four less minutes a game, which is a actually a massive difference. And he's the best record on the team. And if you swap LeBron and Giannis, the Laker if Giannis and Anthony Davis were on the Lakers right now. Just pack the paint. They they would they would score seventy. Just make them shoot. They would they would win seventy games. They would win seventy games. No, they wouldn't. If those two teamed up. No, they wouldn't. Yes, they would. No. Giannis is better than LeBron today. No doubt, my okay, mind. Let's see in October. That's so weird we to say. <laughs> we'll see you in October. All right, Snapback fam. We'll see you guys again on Thursday. That wraps up today's episode. Abe, any last words? This laptop is just sexy. (laughs) Snapback fam, much love. Peace.